0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. What's the point of prophecy updates? If we're following Christ like we're supposed to, do we really need to worry about these things? In today's update, Pastor J.D. will help you understand the relevance of this information and grasp the urgency of the times we're living in right now. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 24th,
1: 2022. Today, I want to answer this question. The question of why it is that knowing about all that's happening in the world prophetically is actually a help to me. Doubtless you've heard or even said something along the lines of, well, what's the point of all this? when I really can't do anything about this. So why do I need to know this? So it's my hope with the help of the Holy Spirit (laughs) that we can all have a better understanding concerning the importance of knowing Bible prophecy. It's a very simple update today and answers the question of, what's the point of this? Why do I need to know this? Let's start with Romans 13, beginning in verse 11. And do this, (laughs) understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, and here's why, because... Our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night, verse 12, is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in, this is interesting, dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. In other words, when you know how late the hour is, that the day is almost here as our salvation draws near, nearer now than it ever has been. Knowing this, this is what you need to do about this. First Chronicles chapter 12, the first part of verse 32, tells us that because the sons of Issachar had understanding of the times, they knew what Israel ought to do. Okay, this is just one of many reasons that knowing and understanding that we're living in the last hour of human history as we know it is of paramount importance. It's this urgency of getting our spiritual affairs in order. That's why we need to know this. Well, what do you mean by getting our spiritual affairs in order? Well, it depends. For those of us that are born again believers in and followers of Jesus Christ, getting your spiritual affairs in order is putting off the deeds of darkness. There's no time for that putting on the armor of light, getting serious about the things of God, because the night is almost over, the day is almost here, and our salvation draws near. Jesus said in Luke 21, 28, when you see these things begin to come to pass, look up and lift up your heads. Why? Because your redemption draws nigh. That's why you need to know this and do something about this. Notice the first three words as we just read in Romans, and do this. This is what you need to do about what you need to know. (laughs) I need to know this because I need to do something about this. And for the Christian, there's no more time to play around. This is not a playground. We're in a battleground, and we're in the fight of our lives. And it's not just a matter of life and death. It's a matter of heaven and hell. That's for the believer. What about those who are not believers in or followers of Jesus Christ? What does it mean to get your spiritual affairs in order? Well, I'm going to say this as lovingly and graciously as I possibly can. You need to get right with the Lord. And in getting right with the Lord, you need to also get ready for the return of the Lord. There's no more time. There's no more time. The writer of Hebrews chapter 10, beginning in verse 23, writes, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more, as you see the day approaching. In other words, more so now than ever, you need to be assembling yourself together with the body of Christ. And that's a very important word to understand, assemble. Bear with me. It's my favorite illustration, and I hope you don't tire of it, because it's the only one I got. I have a, a Timex. This is actually a Timex, thirty-nine ninety-five. Takes a licking and keeps on ticking. Oh, good. You young people have no clue. That's okay. All right, so what's my point? Maybe you're asking, do I have a point? Yes, I do. Just bear with me. So I have this watch up here, right? So let's just say for purpose of illustration that... I have all of the parts gathered together for this watch. The springs, the intricate instrumentation, the the glass, the band even. I have all of the parts, and they're all gathered together up here. It's no good. It's of no use. All the parts are just gathered together. They need to be assembled. So now I have them all assembled together, and now it's functioning and operative and of use and of benefit and of help. Reminds me of that humorous story about a dad and his son. They're in church, and the pastor takes his watch off of his wrist, puts it on the pulpit, and the son asks his dad, Dad, what does that mean? And the father replies, Absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. In other words, he doesn't look at it, and that's why he keeps going on and on. So I'll just leave that one there. So what the writer of Hebrews is exhorting us to do here is as we see the day fast approaching, we need to be assembling ourselves together so that we can stir one another up. We can stir up love and good works, because when we're all different parts of the same body, assembled, we function different parts. We need each other. But when we're assembled together, we function as a body of believers. And this is the worst time to even consider this notion of forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. Listen to what the Apostle John said in his first epistle, chapter 3, beginning in verse 2. He says, Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see Him as He is. And then He says this, verse 3, All who have this hope in Him purify themselves just as He is pure. Did you catch that? In other words, when you live your life with this expectancy of the soon return of Jesus Christ, it has this effect on you of getting your affairs in order spiritually, purifying yourself. Now, please, this is not in any way indicating or implying that this is what we do. No, the Holy Spirit in us does this. How do you purify yourself? Well, first John 1 9, often affectionately referred to as the Christian bar of soap. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us, purify us from all unrighteousness. It's done from the inside out vis-a-vis the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, holy life, pure and holy. And it's those who know that when Christ appears, we're going to be like him. It has this effect of really spurring us on, getting ourselves right, clean, pure before Him as we ready and steady ourselves for Him. Now, for the remainder of our time together today, I need to talk with you about what I see as the same three strings (laughs) on the guitar of Bible prophecy, as it were. I feel like I have only three strings. It's the same three strings that I seem to play in different ways and different chords week in and week out. And that's what I want to talk about. However, before we jump into this, I do want to thank those of you who brought to my attention the New Age Connection to last week's update. Please know that I have been and even now am doing more research on all of this, especially related to what's known as both the Great Awakening and the Great Reset. And I would certainly Covet your prayers in this regard. I have talked about the Great Awakening, the deception of QAnon. I've talked at great length in prior updates about the Great Reset. And I'm still kind of working through, praying through, trying to understand the relationship between the two. Because on one side you seemingly have this utopia, and on the other side you have what seems to be this dystopia. So what's really going on here? So again, I would really covet your prayers in this regard. And before we get to the matter at hand, I want to mention a very interesting and eye-opening Hugo Talks video that a number of people had sent to me this last week. And we do have a link to it. I would really, really encourage you to watch This video. I have to confess that while I was a little taken back by it, it did in some way answer some unanswered questions as it relates to the plethora of doctors and experts, some of whom I've quoted, all of whom seem to be of the same reawaken America ilk. Why is that important? Because it's synonymous with the Save America, Save a Generation, and the current freedom movement. Okay, what's your problem? (laughs) Okay, well, my problem is, is that this all is part of said Great Awakening, QAnon, the New Age, and perhaps in some ways, more importantly, Gnosticism. Now when I say Gnosticism, that's usually met with a great deal of misunderstanding. I would say on average, and I don't mean to say this in any kind of a derogatory way, but I'll even confess For myself, it wasn't until more recently that I really got a grasp of how pronounced and prevalent this Gnosticism is. Let me just give you a quick example, because we have talked about it in prior updates. And again, I'm still working on this and praying about this, and I do plan as the Lord leads to talk about this in a future update, Lord willing, But I just want to draw your attention specifically to Gnosticism. It is so subtle. I'm going to mention the name of a movie. You're all going to know this movie. The Matrix. Do you realize that that movie is all about Gnosticism and is as anti-Christ as it could possibly be? Here's how I get there. The Matrix is enslaving people sheeple. I have a problem with that word, by the way. I mentioned it in the QAnon update that I did, and how deceptive and satanic this is. It's like, wait, being a sheep is bad? Well, that's not what my Bible says. I want to be a sheep, because Jesus is my good shepherd. So in Gnosticism, you're enslaved to the matrix. So you've got to be freed from the matrix. And you have to have this awakening and be your own savior. I think the actor is uh, Keanu Reeves. Thank you very much. Well, you guys know this too well. <laughs> In Gnosticism, Jehovah is bad and Lucifer is good because, see, Lucifer's the light bearer. And Lucifer tried to free Adam and Eve out of the enslavement of the matrix of the garden, because Jehovah created this matrix and didn't want them to be awakened and their eyes opened. So he kept them from, I mean, this whole red pill, blue pill, is it, thing? It's Gnosticism. It's Satanism. I mean, so if you will but eat or take this, your eyes will be opened. You'll be awakened, illuminated, enlightened, ascended, and freed. From the slavery of this matrix. Just another movie I, I was, we did an update on this. I, I think I included this. There's so many. In fact, I would venture to say that the majority of movies that you and I know very well and have viewed are all predictive programming and demonic in their message. <laughs> and by the way, that's why they call it programs, channels. The Truman Show. What was that actor's name? I, I can't think of it. Jim Carrey? Oh, yeah. Enough said. So he's trapped in this matrix, enslaved in this world. He has to break free and become enlightened. See, Lucifer was actually the light bearer to free man from the cruelty and enslavement of Jehovah. And apparently uh, someone by the name of Sophia, you'll see that throughout, riddled throughout, replete throughout a lot of the movies. Sophia was the one who in Gnosticism created Jehovah, And Jehovah created this world, but apparently he got out of control and wanted to enslave his creation. And Lucifer was sent into the garden to free man from this enslavement. That's Gnosticism. I mean, that was kind of a brief off-the-cuff explanation of it. It's really quite deeper than that. But see, this is what these people are all about. It's enlightenment. It's the event. They call it the event. You know what the event is? This is just... So there's going to be this coming together, and all of the energy and the crystals and the... Sorry. Emphasis added. And we're going to create this energy, and people are, that don't have that energy are going to be taken out of the way and disappear. <laughs> and then we're going to begin our new age of Aquarius, age of... A, are you having a flashback right now? Is this too much? Look at this roster of doctors and experts associated with what they call the Academy of Divine Knowledge. What does that sound like? In fact, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to go back and check, but they may have changed that name to protect the guilty. I mean, you don't have to be a mature, discerning Christian to realize divine knowledge the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This is new age. And I again, I tell you, I was just stunned. I'm looking at these guys, and here you've got this one doctor that's on the same stage as this doctor artist who writes a scathing rebuttal, refuting his theory, and I'm like, I have that image in my mind, I I keep thinking to myself, and I mentioned this I think a couple of weeks ago, I, I have this picture in my mind of all of these people backstage toasting a glass of champagne, and they're all in on it.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward.